I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Are you serious? It's October already? My goodness. Happy October 1st. This is the show that gives you a positive escape from all the crap around you. It is time to nerd out on the things that better our lives. And today, we're nerding out and having fun as always because we have to. I mean, that's exactly what I just said. We're also, however, going to get deep and challenge something that's happening right now. We're talking about our favorite movies. Oh, and we are reviewing Free Guy. Yes, finally. No spoilers, though. This isn't going to be a good episode. It's going to be a great episode. Mommy, could we please talk about this later? Uh, no, we can't talk about it later because Ned and I have to go to work. We have jobs. We contribute to society, all right? I am an assistant to the mayor of the city. Hello? What? Can you get her out of here, please? Why? Why her? And Ned has the most important job there is. Temping? Dewey, a substitute teacher is not a temp. He's a babysitter. Oh, yeah, you think it's so easy? Well, I'd like to see you try. You wouldn't last one day. Dude, I serve a society by rocking, okay? I'm out there on the front lines liberating people with my music. Rocking ain't no walk in the park, lady. Dewey, I'm not paying your share of the rent, so... I don't know. I mean, maybe you should sell one of your guitars or something. What? Would you tell Picasso to sell his guitars? Oh, my God. He's an idiot. Let's rock it! Oh, welcome back to The Real Brian Show. Thank you for joining us. I am The Real Brian. Oh my God, he's an idiot. I'm Captain Influence. I'm an idiot. <laughs> would you tell Picasso to sell one of his guitars? Yes. Yes, I would. Dude, one of my, dude I serve a society by rocking. Like, that was one of my actual themes back in the day, because then I could say, let's rock it. That makes sense. It's it's all you. It's, it, it, it's That whole phrase wraps around you and, and know, pulls man. you pulls you in that direction rocking ain't a walk in the park captain that's all i no, gotta it say is not dude we do it every week yes it it's a it's exhausting but rocking so, is exhausting i'm so excited to rock it today because oh, totally. it's just like I, I don't know why i just am i'm here we're here i know i know exactly why i'm excited to rock it you know why brian why i have kittens oh my gosh i got new kittens dude well wait plural <laughs> Two, yeah, they're brother and sister. We got them. Uh, we got them just the other day, and uh, nice. and uh, rescued them from a farm. Yeah, and uh, oh my gosh! They, Wait, was the, the last... farm trying to kill them? Was it kind of like pet no, cemetery no, no, or no. something like that? Or no, no, it was it was a it was an indoor cat at oh. a farmhouse. Ooh, okay, that had no gotten that had gotten loose and gotten knocked up, and she had a litter of five beautiful babies. Yeah, very and nice. we got to pick two of them. So yeah, what are their names? Their names. Uh, there's a boy and a girl. The boy's name is Sultan. Yeah. And he's a he's a tuxedo, okay, uh, short hair. And then uh, the girl's name is um, Kali. Oh, like the like the Hindu goddess of Kalima. death and rebirth. Kalima. And she's right? is all that black. what you're talking about? So, is that oh yeah. okay. well no not not the same not the same. <sighs> Dang it! So Sultan and Kali, and they are they are the absolute joy of my life right now. So, nice, dude. Yeah. Good dude. Well, uh, obviously a joy in the midst of pain. So a good yeah. a good help right now. So 
Glad to hear. Yeah, and we and we just received our our Jadis's ashes. Yeah, and now she's in her urn that we had made for her a couple of years ago. Nice. Uh, and uh, now she's just a lazy bag of bones like our other cats. <laughs> the lazy bag of bones. It's October. Can you believe this? Yes. You can. Okay, good. Because it just seems like September came and was gone in like two days. I don't don't remember 30 days of September. No, I don't either. But I I still believe it because every year the same phenomenon keeps happening to us except faster and faster. See, to me, sometimes the months just kind of like in the winter when it's February, March and April, that's three months that takes three years to get through. And then you get to September and it's two days. I mean, come on. I don't, I don't, I don't like winter either, but you know, that dry, windy, just, uh, I mean, come on, give me some snow. By the way, it's cooling off. Finally, we had eighties, like high 80 degrees. I think we hit 90 on Sunday this week. Yeah, it was hot here too. End of September. You're just thinking like, what, what is going on? But now it's back to, you know, fall like weather and stuff like that. It's, it's very nice. So. Doing yeah, that. we were out in the country getting the kitties. I saw a lot of a lot of uh, fall foliage. Yeah, it's out in the nice. Iowa countryside. Beautiful. All the all the cornfields are being harvested. Yeah, pumpkins are growing. Yeah. That's great, man. You know, driving around here, we we love looking at the the trees and you know trying to find the good beautiful fall leaves, and we take pictures of them every year. It's just kind of the thing we do. The other thing though that I've noticed is that. The more I drive around, I've been trying to bike a lot, by the way, too. But, you know, I drive only a couple times a week these days. But the more I drive, the more I realize that people are they've run out of blinker fluid. And I don't understand really why everybody's running so low on blinker fluid and stuff like that. But um, well, shortages, Brian, is it is it a is it a worker shortage, shortage or? Yeah. So, you know, they've got the the chip shortages and the blinker fluid shortages. Is that what's going on? Now? Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. Well, if I, if I may, I would like to just throw a word of advice out there is that make sure that your blinker fluid is full and topped off in your car um, so that when you are going to use your turn signal to say, hey, I'm turning or I'm switching lanes, your blinkers will work properly because the fluid is full. So just throwing that one out there right now, because clearly people keep running out of it, man. Clearly. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's always been a problem uh, that I've noticed. It's just lately, you know, because of the shortages. It's got to be it. People man. are running low on blinker fluid. You it's got to be it. That that's you know you're right. It's it's not for lack of of it's not it's not, it's not a carelessness thing. It, you're right. They, people have just run out because of the shortage. <laughs> it's a good thing it's I COVID. bought a supply. So <laughs> that's the universal excuse now. It's because of COVID. Because of COVID. COVID. It's COVID's fault. Hey, I want to say thank you again so much those of you that are helping out support the show right now through patreon and through our our amazon link it is really helping i just want to say right now yeah. you know running a podcast is not free for us and so there are expenses that have to be made and so any any kind of support at all uh is just absolutely wonderful so thank you very much for doing that keep using that amazon link it i mean really i'm i'm, I'm very amazed at how well that's going and yeah, then uh, again, awesome. you know if you're not if you're not using the amazon link if you're not on patreon please consider it. It really does help. We are doing things here with the show that, you know, it costs money and, and, you know, we don't get paid to do this, of course. So it's kind of a, Hey, it's a community effort. Let's do this together. So patreon.com slash real Brian show is where you go for that. You can look at that. And then the Amazon link is it's all over the website. So all you got to do again, if you've never done this before, just click on that link. It'll take you to amazon.com and then you just shop from there. And it doesn't matter yeah, where you go at that point. The the affiliate link is already there. And so anything you buy 
um, you know, it, and if it helps out. If your computer remembers your account every time you log into Amazon, it just re- still remembers it. You don't have to log in every time you use that link. It's just, yeah, it's super easy. It's beautiful. So thank you. Thank yeah. you. All right. I want to just jump right into free guy because we usually do our movie reviews at the end of the show. And I thought, let's just do this at the, at the beginning. This will be fun. I have heard from everybody that has seen it. And for those of you who had the privilege of going to the theater, you were kind of like, why have you waited so long? It's so good. You've got to watch it. And I'm like, uh, anyway, how so long has it been? How long was, when did it come out? I don't know. A couple months, maybe. Okay. So I really don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but it just came out this week um, for digital. So okay. we got a chance to watch it and I don't want to do any spoilers here. So if you've not seen the movie, don't worry. We're not going to give anything away. That's going to no. freak it out. And in fact, I don't want to give much away because I was surprised very pleasantly surprised because I didn't really have a whole lot of knowledge or expectation going into it. The only thing I'd really heard was, well, I saw the original preview and I thought that looks awesome, but that was a year and a half ago. I think I saw the preview. Okay. So I'd kind of forgotten about what it was going to be about. And then everybody just said, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so positive. Go see it. It's great. So when I started watching the movie, I'm kind of like, I really don't know what's going on. We'll just kind of see what happens. And then I was kind of like, oh, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I, because I didn't expect it. So I want to keep that mystery alive. What did you think? Yeah. Dude, I, I had like you, I had no idea what this movie was going to be about, be about going in. No clue. Uh, I just had, I, I kind of, okay, that's not true. I, I knew it had something to do with computer game and that's it. But I watched it and OMG, what a fun movie this was. Yeah. Seriously, like from the right out of the gate, I was smiling and laughing and having a good time. The writing, the directing was great. I'd never heard of the director before. His name's Sean Levy, but uh, he apparently is a prolific Hollywood producer and director uh, of Canadian origin Mm -hmm. and has directed a lot of things I've never seen. Uh, he did also direct uh, several episodes of Stranger Things, so there is that. Well, it showed him uh, yeah as a main director for all all of the seasons so far for Stranger Things, but he also did the Night at the Museum movies. As okay, if yeah. you've seen those, he's done a lot actually. But I've I never heard of him either. I was kind of like, who is this guy? I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's done a lot. But that being said, he blew me out of the water. This movie is fantastic. It was it's it's just it's just pure fun. I would recommend this film to everyone for pure fun factor. I give this one, Brian, a nine out of 10 and I almost never do that. That's so that's how much fun this movie was. So yeah. Cool. What do you think? What do you think? I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yes. Blew me out of the water. Um, By the way, if you've not, you said you haven't seen the night at the museum movies. Nope. Oh my gosh. Highly recommend those. Just throwing that out. Okay. Anyway, my thought, I thought it was, again, I was very pleasantly surprised. It was really fun. It was hilarious. It was positive. It was super, super creative the way they did this. You know, yeah, we could compare it to a couple of different movies, but I don't want to because I kind of want to leave that as a surprise. Okay. One thing I'm just going to mention is that towards the end of the credits when I saw, you know, Sean Levy, I was like, oh, cool. And then or Levy, depending on how it's pronounced. But then I saw Wait, Greg Berlanti was a producer. Oh, really? <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, that there, there were some comments, it, just a couple, just a couple a couple of comments that a couple characters made randomly in the movie. I was like, what? Like, where did that come from? And I thought that didn't make any sense. Like that had nothing to do with the, it was kind of like when you're having a conversation with somebody and the person is clearly not listening to what you're saying. And then they just like, they just say something that has nothing to do with what you just said. And you're kind of like, what, where did that come from? 
<laughs> there were a couple comments like that and they had that slight agenda to them. And I thought this doesn't feel like a Ryan, like a Ryan Reynolds type of movie. That's kind of weird. And then when I saw Greg Berlanti was a producer, I'm like, Oh, that totally explains <laughs> it. He just can't let it go. He has to throw something in there that just has just got to go. Oh, we got to tell you an agenda. Oh, I, I hear you. And I, I appreciate that compare. I, I get where you're coming from and, and yeah. comparing that to Berlanti. But I wonder if he was at all involved in the writing, even though he's a producer, I wonder how involved he was. If, if those comments actually did come from him or not, he has you never a, know, you know, well, I'm, and I don't know how involved he was with this, but I do know that whatever he's involved with, he has his hands in a lot. So, okay. It's, I mean, it may not have been, but you know, there was one comment that the female, I'm, I'm trying not to give much away. Yeah. The female, you know what I'm talking about too. Right, I know exactly like, where you're going. And it was so <laughs> out of, and even, even Ryan was like, I didn't see that coming. I'm like, yeah, it, it didn't need to come. <laughs> it was just but so that being weird. Said, that being said, those, those random comments we're making a lot about those right now, but that, just those did not, they did not detract from the movie in the slightest. No, so, no, yeah. they, they dr- I am sensitive to them because I'm tired of them. Um, right. And I hate when they are thrown into any kind of a movie or a TV show completely out of context. And so because of that, I very much noticed them, but they were short and they were like maybe two or three things, maybe. So, definitely no you are right it did not detract from the movie it was an awesome movie and like i said sean levy did great and it's ryan reynolds and i know he has his hands and stuff he rocked it by the way and i so i had never seen the girl before yeah me neither the the actress um she apparently played ray's mother in the final star wars movie oh the the rise (laughs) of skywalker that's why i didn't know her because well even then though it's like you know she wasn't on screen for very long Right. She's been in some stuff, but I don't think she's been a, a particularly huge actress yet. So but she was great. I really enjoyed her. Yeah. And then, uh, and I don't know the other guy's name, but he yeah. is the one of the old, he's, he's one of the kids in stranger things. Yeah. He's the one, one of, of the, the older, older kids. In stranger things. Yeah. yeah. He's one of the older guys, but, uh, he's awesome. Yeah. The casting, the characters, the development, the I awesome. mean, the, 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 the dialogue between characters, it was all so much fun. Yeah. So I will say this though, that, if you are a gamer, I think you're really going to appreciate it a yes. lot. However, I still think most people are really going to like this movie. It was fun. It, it really, I mean, what's interesting is on IMDb, I think it only has a 7.4 out of 10 rating. And I thought, um, you guys are idiots. This, this deserves at least an eight, like a high eight something. Yeah, at, at least, least an eight. I mean, come on. I'd give it at least an 8.6 to a, to a nine. That's because of the creativity of it, because of how it's done and because of how positive it is. And it's clean and it's, oh man, come on. I mean, like that should be close to a nine wholeheartedly. I'd give it a nine out of 10 too. It was awesome. awesome. Good job. Yeah, Good we, we both agreed full, fully job. on this movie. So yeah. Yeah. And surprised, I'm not going to say much, but surprised at the cameos and the rights that they got for certain things. Yes. <laughs> that was really yeah. fun. I was like, dang. So if you've not seen free guy, highly recommend it. Go to town. Enjoy. I wanted to mention that we finished up aliens fire team elite that game. As far as the story goes, we finished that there were only yes. four acts with three missions in it. So it's not like it was that long, but yeah, 12 missions total. So dude, they did so much awesome detail and had some great lore throughout the game. And I don't even think we found it all yet. And it ties so oh. nicely into the original movies, which I decided I got to go back and rewatch those. Cause it's been years since I've seen them. And uh, I, I rewatched alien and I'm, I'm in the middle of aliens right now. 
And I just thought, you know, what's funny is it's, it's not as scary as I remember, but I think it's because yeah. alien isolation kind of took the prize for scary intense. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, alien isolation is the, the qua alien qua experience. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, if, if you're, if you're an aliens fanatic like me, and you play video games, I strongly recommend Alien, uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite. Uh, yeah. just, just for the lore and the story and also the environments. Oh, gosh. I mean, it, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a horde shooter game, but, but that's just a mechanic of the game. The, the, the lore and everything else that they surround you with is, is very incredible. So, yeah. And well I done. think a lot of the negative reviews that I've read, they don't even mention the story and the lore. And so clearly yeah. they weren't going for that aspect they were just going yeah. for how many things can i kill as fast as i can go or they play. just weren't aliens fans i mean well that too so, so they've got other games they can go play speaking go. of games really quickly this is a new game that just came out this week and it's amazon first of all amazon did a brand new mmo multiplayer massively multiplayer online game called new world and we've you know, we've heard some stuff about this. Johnny pistol shot had mentioned it to me and he was reading about it and he's excited because he said it looks new. It looks like it's going to be slightly different than, you know, the traditional MMO style. Obviously we don't know until we get into the game. I'm hoping we can play this weekend because I would like to try it out, but I'm excited because it's $40, which is, you know, on the lower end for a new game, but that's it. It's not a monthly subscription issue. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be really interesting to see if they stick to that or if there's any if there's any sort of pay to pay to win type of mechanic mm-hmm. or anything like that. But yeah, we're gonna try it out and report back to our gaming group and uh, yeah, just see how because it's been. I mean, how many decades has it been since a truly new style MMO has come out? I well, mean, there's a lot of indie ones that come out frequently, but they're they're okay. Major title though. I mean, you're right. Cause yeah. there's, there's a lot, there's, t- there's so many games that come out that I'd never heard of and never review and never touch. Yeah. So yeah. So my, my, my perspective is very limited in that re- regard, but um, from my perspective, a major MMO, they, yeah. they've all been the same old formula. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem. And I hope that they do something new with this and we don't know yet, but I truly, truly hope that this is a new formula that feels good more interactive, more customizable even. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, because going back and playing World of Warcraft with you in the classic format has been really fun because they did dumb down the way that the game is played with the newer expansions. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm tired of them dumbing games down because it's like, no, let me figure this out. Let me get into it. Let me customize my character and what I do. Otherwise, it's, it's just boring. So I, I really hope they do a good job with this one. We'll see Me too. All right. Well, I wanted to mention on my honk list as well. I've been finally watching Titans. I watched season one. Absolutely loved it. And then season two came and went and then season three has been coming out. And I thought uh, I better catch up. <laughs> so finally watched yeah. season two and man, I loved it. It was phenomenal. And I'm enjoying season three so far as well. I, I, it's a fun show. I think it's great how they've kind of combined everything right now and they're in Gotham right now. It's cool. So enjoying the how, show quite a bit. How similar is Titans to Legends of Tomorrow? In your opinion? Well, it's it's in the same universe, but it's very different. Titans is a little more. It's a lot more gritty. It is more okay. serious 
And, you know, it's based on the teen Titans and, you know, like Aqualad and you know Aquaman. <laughs> and then there's there's a Superboy and Superman and, um, you know, Robin has become Nightwing and all of that good stuff. So it's okay. it's that group of people, whereas Legends of Tomorrow was. Well, I guess they were some of the original superheroes and stuff like that. Some of them were. But mm. I think it was a more created for TV kind of thing. But anyway, okay. I, I mean, Legends of Tomorrow is just total cheese, fun, happy time travel. It's great. Titans is grittier. You know, they're in Gotham right now, so it's a little darker and stuff like that, but it's fun. More serious content. Okay. Very much. Yeah. But still, I mean, there's some humorous parts too. Now, the other one we checked out, which this this is 15 years old now, came out in 2006, but Friday Night Lights, the TV show. And some, high school football. Yeah. You know, I never watched it when it came out didn't care didn't think about it and then somebody said have you ever watched that and i said no i said you really should okay so we checked it out and we were like oh this is actually kind of fun to watch um it you know the the story's great it's a very interesting show so far we're only you know a few episodes in and all that but there's two things that i i don't like about it is that they over too much over dramatized i can't even say it over dramatization there we go um, mm-hmm. of the relationships way too much. It's just that, uh, hurry up and move on. You know, this is, <laughs> am I here to watch a soap opera or am I here to watch a great drama about a football team? You know, like what am I, what am I watching here? So that was annoying. And then what I forgot, well, it's all, it's all teenagers though. I mean, of course it's over dramatized, isn't it? I mean, they don't need to go that far. See it, well, but, it's not yeah. even that I don't mind seeing it. It's, I don't want to see that much. It's just, yeah you're taking up two thirds of the episode or three quarters of the episode with it. And I'm just like, uh, okay. You know, I don't care if it's there, but let's put it in like a quarter of a third of it. I don't know. Whatever it was. It's done. It's over. It's done. You know, it's not like a new show or anything. Um, and the other thing that I come, I forgot all about this because lately this is not an issue at all in movies and TV shows for the most part. Do you remember that old style of filming where the camera is like moving and bouncing consistently all over the place? Wait, like the beginning of Saving Private Ryan or actually all the way through Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, it, it's kind of a style that came about in the early 2000. Well, might have been the late 90s into the early and it was kind of throughout the 2000 to 2010 era. It was really yeah. a big deal. And basically imagine somebody holding the camera and they're just shaking and they're moving and, you know, they're zooming in and out really fast. And it's just yeah. like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, like Cloverfield. Yes. You know, or or or, uh, or Blair with Blair Witch Project. Well, that was more like just really annoying like a camcorder style, right? No, it's it's um the camcorder is like really bouncy and you're running around and you're spinning around. No, it's more of like it was a it was a style that was created. I don't I, I don't even remember what shows did this, but <laughs> it was a big deal for the longest time. I think 24 might have had it. Okay. I don't remember, but I always hated it. Absolutely hated it. It was like one of the most annoying fads that I Oh my gosh, it was it's distracting. To me it's just not fun to watch that. And for whatever reason I realized that's not there anymore. You know, like most of the movies have just kind of gone away from that. Most of the TV shows, thank God. And yeah. so going back and watching this, I'm like, Oh, I forgot about that. It was so annoying. Some people loved it. It was all artistic, but I'm like, eh. yeah, Whatever. it was just a, a style that came and went, you know, thank God it was a fad. That's all I got to say, but we'll see. Um, it, it's interesting. And there's definitely a draw to the show for us right now. And then the other show that we're huge fans of is the profit with Marcus Lemonis, the the one about him investing in companies and stuff. Love that show. It's back, you know, COVID, of course, there wasn't a season. So it's, it's nice to see that. And then finally, the last thing I'm going to mention here was, you know, I've mentioned this before. We're huge fans of Jeopardy. Obviously, it was really sad when, you know, Alex passed. 
And so they had guest hosts on and you don't know this, right? This whole story, this, that's no, going on. this is, I've heard peripherally that there was some, there's some sort of thing going on with jeopardy, but that's all I know. So this is all news to me. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to bring, this is the thing that I would like to challenge and maybe this is not a popular opinion, but it, it's something that I think needs to be addressed because nobody is, nobody's addressing this. And I don't know, maybe I'll get screwed over for this. I don't know, but <laughs> here's what essentially happened. They had a bunch of guest hosts on to run throughout the, the remainder of last season, you know, and it was a cool, it was kind of like a, a tryout for some people, but regardless, it was a tribute to Alex. Every single one of the people wanted to come on and, and pay tribute to Alex, which I thought was really right. cool. And you know, some of them did a really great job. Some of them did fine. They were okay. And some of them, eh, they weren't that good, but you know, whatever they're, that's not what they're meant to do. And so, you know, I had my favorites and I, I kept thinking like, oh, you know, I would love to have Ken Jennings or uh, Buzz. What is his name? Buzzy. Um, uh, he would be fun. I want to I want to say Buzz Aldrin, which is clearly not the case. Buzzy Cohen. <laughs> no. There we go. I had to think Buzzy Cohen. I liked him. I loved my Bialik. You know, I thought she'd be great. Um, oh, I love my and I love LeVar Burton. Interestingly enough, oh. though. Is, is, and so first of all, when I heard he was going to be coming on the show, I thought, dude, I just want LeVar to do it. That would be the coolest thing ever. But <laughs> totally. I mean, you know how much how awesome LeVar is. And yes. then when he was on, I was like, he has the weirdest cadence and presentation style on. I've never heard him do it before. Really? It was almost like he was trying to be too professional instead of just being himself. And towards the end of his week, he definitely lightened up a little bit. Um, and okay. I kind of thought, well, that was awkward. I, if LeVar just was just be himself LeVar, I think he would have done phenomenal, but I didn't think he was one of the best because of that. Interesting. Okay. Even though he was my first pick originally. Well, anyway, so what happened was they picked Mike Richards, who was the producer for the show and has been, you know, for a, a few years now. And he's, he's been producing a lot of shows for many years. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, he did a good job. He, he was professional. That's fine. He wouldn't have been my first choice, but whatever. Let's just move on. You know, well, then I find out, okay, there was this whole issue about something he said on his own podcast in like 2014 or something like that. So like seven years ago. Okay. And I thought, oh, geez, <laughs> this is why we got to be careful about what we say on our shows, you know? Um, but his podcast was intended to be comedy and irreverent. Right. And he was just kind of making fun of things. And, you know, isn't that what comedians do? They make fun of people and things. And everybody. Yeah. yeah. Right. They yep. make fun of everybody. Well, apparently he kind of did the same thing. Um, and a lot of people, once he got hired, found that episode and said, we don't want him. Let's cancel culture him because he said this. And apparently it was kind of derogatory. I don't know oh, what it was. Sure. But again, comedians do this. Well, I think he was trying to be. Okay. He's a producer, but I think as, according to the what I've read, his podcast was intended to be comedy and irreverent. Okay. So you know what you're getting yourself into. So they basically said, uh, step down because we don't want you. Okay. So he stepped down. Well, then he got fired as the producer. And so, you know, he was keeping the show together and stuff like that. Once the, once he got fired, apparently the place became, I can't repeat it on the show, but it was a beep show because nobody knew what they were doing. Nobody, it was just this mess. So then they said, yeah. okay, never mind. Let's bring in my Bialik. Well, then people were saying, no, we don't want my Bialik because you know, 10 years ago, she said that she was not considering vaccinating her children because 
she was concerned about, you know, the, the health of that. But then okay. they ended up getting all of them. Their whole family ended up getting the COVID vaccine to because they wanted to. They wanted to be safe and they wanted to respect others. Well, so people were saying, well, she said this 10 years ago. Let's we don't want her on the show. And I'm like, oh, my God, people. It's a little out of control. Like, yeah. Come ridiculous. on, guys. <laughs> well, then. OK, well, let's let's have Ken Jennings. Oh, no. Ken Jennings put out a tweet, you know, again, 12, 10 years ago. I don't know that was inappropriate and he's like it was a joke and yeah i see now you know this is my you know seven to ten year older self looking back and saying yeah that was probably not the best thing to say but come on look look at me now don't look at me then kind of thing well we don't want ken jennings and so okay he's no longer a contest or an option because of what he said seven or eight years ago and you're just so i'm sitting here thinking and going people (laughs) for those of you who just are obsessed with judging others i want you to go and look in the mirror right now and say have i ever made a mistake ever and if you tell me no you're a liar that's all i'm going to say right now (laughs) you've made a mistake every one of us has made mistakes every one of us has said things we probably should never have said because we were immature because we were in a culture of of people who weren't respectful i don't know right but we've all made mistakes no one is immune to that nobody never period so we say things we shouldn't say. I mean, you, you kind of look back at what was that movie? Minority report. Oh, where, what, what about it? Yeah. Like they're, they're arresting people for things that people might do in the future. Oh yes. Right. right? Well, if okay. we go, somebody said something stupid and they shouldn't have said it. Do we crucify the person or do we try to educate them? They're like, yeah, it was probably not respectful, but or, then, or do they, or if they've educated themselves and, and, you know, acknowledged how silly and stupid whatever they said 10 years ago was that's that should be enough yeah but then you have to ask yourself comedians comedians how many comedians dave Chappelle. let's just look i like dave Chappelle, by the way but yeah he is offensive (laughs) very very (laughs) offensive at every single person regardless of who you are but he gets away with it so why can't the rest of us have fun and and there's a difference between like trash talk and we're we're having a good time and we're making fun of each other we're making fun of people in general and then versus I'm intentionally being mean and malicious and disrespectful and hurtful right that's towards a person or a group of people yeah yeah if I'm being disrespectful and hurtful towards somebody that's cause for you know you you probably should be checked for that you probably should right. be you know, chastised or whatever, but for people that are just trash talking and having fun, joking around and all that, it's kind of like, okay, maybe they need a little education to say that that's probably not the most appropriate thing that you should be doing. And here's why, but we don't need to destroy their entire life over it. I mean, give me a break. So anyway, I I just, I, I had to bring this up that I'm like, it's just a fiasco right now. And I don't understand why people are so obsessed with judging others and cancel culturing others. I mean, my, my question is, do they have nothing better to do? I mean, do they, well, are they just mean, hateful losers? I mean, seriously, like what, what is wrong with this? No, I'll tell you exactly what's wrong with it. It's, it's, uh, I mean, people are going to be people. They're going to, they're always going to be some people in a group that say, I don't like that person because they said this. Yeah. And often there are, there are a strong minority 
uh, or a weak minority, whichever. They're a minority of people. It's I blame the the producers and the, the the showrunners who take that into account, take a minority's view into account, and say, "All right, this group of people here doesn't like this host because of what they said ten years ago. Let's listen to that group of people and yeah. throw that host out." If they had said, "All right, let's just keep this guy as producer. He's running things good. He knows what he's doing." You know, I acknowledge this group of people and their concerns, but not do anything about it. Yeah, that it's their fault. And and again, I I understand we're treading a line here because it's a very very subjective thing, right? Some mm-hmm. it's very subjective as to how offensive someone something that someone said ten years ago or twenty years ago is, and whether it is actionable or not. But it's the showrunners I blame for this type of situation. Yeah, you know. Okay, so. I don't want to dig too deep into this just because, you know, we have other things we want to talk about, but right. I feel like being offended is a choice. You're absolutely correct. I'm a, with you a hundred percent on that one. Go yep. ahead. So when somebody says something offensive, can you laugh with them? Can you say, eh, you know what? I don't like what that person said. So maybe I just don't need to be around that person. Or, or do you say, anymore. Oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to throw everything at you because you, <laughs> you said something. I mean, come on right yeah. now. There are things people have said that are very hurtful. Sure. And I agree that, you know, and, and believe me, I have had my fair share, <laughs> a lot of people saying things to me that have been really mean, really okay. hurtful. I mean, destructive stuff that I'm still to this day working through because of how much it impacted me mm-hmm. stuff. Those people said, Oh, it's far worse than anything that these guys said far worse, right. but they right. didn't get in trouble for it. Not at all. <laughs> so well, they're not running jeopardy, but yeah. And I, that's, uh, that was my second thing is, is that when somebody gets put into the limelight, well now all of a sudden we have to judge every single skeleton in their closet. And it's kind of like, you're going to find something. There is and no, that's not realistic. Yeah. yeah. And no one's perfect. Oh, well, Alex Trebek was perfect. No, he wasn't. He might have been on the better side of, you know, like I would look at Alex Trebek and Fred Rogers and maybe even maybe even Bob Ross, you know, those three guys right there. Mother Teresa. All right. Those four people. Bob Ross Ross was awesome. Um, I look at those four people and they were probably on. Well, I would definitely say they were on the better side of humanity, but they were not perfect. No matter what you think of them, no matter how much you put them on a pedestal, they made mistakes and did and said things they shouldn't have. I guarantee it. There's just no way they couldn't have. So, oh my gosh. I mean, I get it. Like no one can replace Alex Trebek. And so they're looking for the perfect host that doesn't exist. And so I understand that, but it's not about Mayim exists and she's the perfect host. So why I we think just go she with- would be wonderful. And right now she <laughs> and Ken, Je- this is funny. They canceled Ken Jennings, but oh, now he's back. Okay, whatever. So it's, okay. it's, and I liked him. Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik are going to be the temporary hosts, at least through the end of this year, which is okay. great. I'm very happy with that. But again, this is going outside of this and just saying, look, we need, we, each of us. And, and you know, you and I were talking about something last night, kind of like, how much of a difference can each of us make? And on one side we could say, well, nothing. We are a, we're a grain of sand in a sea of beaches that I mean, it's never going to make a difference. We're never, ever going to, because time is, is so, so extensive. There's so many people on this earth. We're never going to make a difference. So why try? That's one theory. The other theory is, well, I can't, do everything. I can't change everything, but I'm going to do my part to the best of my ability. 
And if I make a mistake, I'm going to learn from it. Hopefully people will have grace for me. Hopefully they'll forgive me and I'm going to move on and I'm become a better person and I'm going to continue to do my part in the hopes that it has some impact somehow. Yeah. Those are the two sides, right? So pick your side, go after it. Don't be offended. I mean, like my take is choose not to be offended, relax, laugh at yourself. Trash talk, in my opinion, is fun and harmless. Humor is fun and harmless. Now, intentional, hurtful, malicious, destructive talk is not okay. It's very harmful and it's okay to stand up for that and defend the person and correct that person. That happens periodically. It's not most of the time. Most of us are screwing around. We're trying to figure out our way through life. So I just got to say, man, stop judging others. Just stop. I mean, everybody does it. And I know that I would love to say that every listener here doesn't do it. But the truth is each and every one we of all us do does. Everyone, I mean, even I do it. And I and, and then I correct myself and I'm like, what am I doing? I got to stop judging these people because we all That's make the mistakes. Key. Yeah. If you correct yourself. Yeah. So relax, take things less seriously. That's what I'm pulling from this because if there's one thing I'm tired of, I'm tired of people cancel culturing others because there's a word for that and it's called a bully. Yes, you may have a reason for cancel culturing somebody because of what they said or did, but you now are bullying that person and that's not okay either. So stop being the bully. Yeah. Be the superhero, man. That's, I don't know. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, but let's do a captain's origin. Dude, today's origin, Brian, waking up on the wrong side of the bed. Mm. Now it might seem to some people that Brian might have woken up on the wrong side of the bed, but no, that's no, not at all. Not the case. Not at all. Not mm. at all. I'm having a great day, uh, by the way, and I'm totally excited. But I had to share my passion for that. So it's yes. not the wrong side of the bed. It's the this is something I believe in. This is something I, of course. I put my stake down in. So, but go ahead. Of course. So we've all heard this phrase at some point in our lives. It's usually used in a lighthearted manner to describe someone who's feeling cranky or moody. This is one idiom that has a very concrete origin, however. So, uh, and I, and I, multiple websites all have the same origin. This is, this is an easy one. So, um, from idioms online, cause this had the most articulate origin. I thought, I thought, uh, the origin of get up on the wrong side of the bed or wake up on the wrong side of the bed is more literal than metaphorical. Oh, weird. The ancient Romans, my favorite ancient Romans, my favorite people had a superstition about which side of the bed you should get up on. Specifically, that side was the right side. The left side was the sinister side related to evil influences. I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I get up on the left <laughs> side every side single day. Yeah. Well, I sleep on the right side of the bed and my wife sleeps on the left side of the bed. So, um, so, but in ancient Rome, the, the superstition was that it was the left side was the sinister side related to evil influences. Uh, in fact, sinister, get this sinister was the Latin word for left. Oh, wow. While Dexter, Dexter was the word for right. I didn't know that. If you weren't paying attention and got up on the left side of the bed instead of the right, you were in for a terrible, horrible, no good, bad, very bad day. Mm. This saying about getting up on the wrong side of the bed passed through all of the Roman influenced world uh, at first with specific intentions and later evolving into a figurative expression. Um, it gets better. The superstition about the left side just in general is carried over to the superstition about throwing salt over your left shoulder. Salt was supposed to ward off the devil who likes to attack from the left or sinister side. Hmm. It is also the origin of having a devil on your left shoulder and an angel on your right. You know, all the, you <sighs> see all the cartoons where they have oh, the yeah. devil on one shoulder and they, the devil's always on the person's left shoulder. Notice hmm. that. 
Dang it. Uh, and then the angels are on the right shoulder. So that, that, that whole left versus right thing has its origins at least back to ancient Rome and possibly before that. Um, but uh, that's where that came from. So there you go. Well, that's a very huge disappointment for my life because <laughs> I've been getting up on the left side of the bed now for 20 years. So, uh, well, I'm screwed. If, if you allow yourself to be a, uh, to be imprisoned by your superstitions, then yes, you are screwed. <laughs> I actually don't really believe in superstitions to be honest. So, uh, that, that gets me through life in a much happier manner. Just, just saying. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's funny. Well, that is very interesting. I really appreciate that origin, man. Yeah. Cool. I love it. Yeah. All right. Let's dig into our top movies from two. Dude, this is fun. And I know we're saving this for the end of the show. But I thought it would be cool to kind of switch things up a little bit. But we are doing our top movies from each decade. And this time, this week, it's 2000 to 2009. And uh, wow, still a lot of movies. It's shortening down a little bit, but still a lot. So go for it, man. All right, I'll go first. So my number, I have nine tops and then a short honorable mention list. Awesome. So number nine, Idiocracy. Wow. Yep. What can I say? What can I say about Mike Judge's opus? At least for me, it was his opus. I, I never liked Office Space as much as my other friends. Oh, see, that Office was, Space is awesome. That was his opus for me. Yeah. And, and yeah. for more people, I think. But for me, his opus was Idiocracy because yeah. it's so it's such a it's such a commentary on society. <laughs> Office Space was a commentary on a very specific culture in society. Uh-huh. Idiocracy is a commentary on all of society. And I still watch this about once a year and it never gets old. I really appreciate how irreverent it is. We both appreciate how irreverent it yeah. is, Brian. Yeah. And I shake my head at how prescient it feels <laughs> as a social commentary <laughs> on an, in, in, on an intellectual level. I hope it is wrong, but the logic behind it's a little too solid. So if you haven't seen it, watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <It's> t- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number eight, Moulin Rouge. Uh, when my best friend up too late, up too late and his wife told me in 2001 that I simply needed to watch this musical. I was really skeptical. Uh, I really wasn't into musicals anymore. Um, I mean, I hadn't been into musicals since I was a kid. Like I used to like the music man and whatnot, but, but I watched it at their house and somehow I became instantly and completely addicted to that Interesting. movie. Yeah. I immediately went and bought my own copy of the DVD and I proceeded to rewatch it at least 20 times with various different people. Uh, before I finally got tired of it. So to this to this day, I'm still baffled as to why it grabbed hold of me so strongly because these days I'm fairly indifferent towards it and I haven't seen it in many years. It's just one of those weird anomalies, but it's oh, on yeah. my top ten, top nine list because of that, because of how impactful it was. That's cool. Number seven, The Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, yeah. Easily one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. This one came out of left field for me and I can't remember how or when I first saw it, but I was instantly hooked. Yeah. Um, I hadn't even seen pitch black, which introduced yeah. the Riddick character. I hadn't either. Yeah. And, uh, but everything about, so I, I, I was coming at it from, I mean, cause if you see pitch black, you kind of know where it's coming from uh-huh. at least, but I didn't, but everything about this film was addictive to me. Uh, it also featured Alexa Davalos who had later started in the man in the high castle. Yep. Um, as well as, uh, fund, Newton. Is yes. that his pronounce her name? Yeah. Of Westworld fame, who simply does not age. She really doesn't. That woman looks identical now to yeah. when she did in 2001. It's crazy. Yeah. You're, um, you're not kidding about that. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, number six, Batman Begins. Yeah. When this came out, we were all pretty used to a, a slew of mediocre Batman movies since Tim Burton's blockbuster from 1989, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Yes. After that, it was just a bunch of mediocre Batman movies that uh-huh. kept recycling Batman over and over and over again. Yeah. 
Uh, and bat I had nipples. never heard of Chris. <laughs> yeah. Bat nipples. I had never. That was was that the Val Kilmer Batman that had the no, nipples? No, that was the George Clooney one. Clooney, that's right. Yeah. Um, I had never heard of Christopher Nolan at the time, so I didn't really know what to expect. But I had no idea how incredible this would be. Oh yeah. Great setup for the sequel and uh-huh. Christian Bale is still my favorite Bruce Wayne. You know what? I think he is to mine because I loved Michael Keaton in the original Batman movie. I loved right. him. And then when Christian Bale came out, I said, okay, I didn't think anybody could beat Michael Keaton for me. And I, I loved him. Yeah. Christian. And I mean, yeah, to this day, I think he embodies Batman. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. Yeah. Number five, Black Hawk down. One of two Ridley Scott films I totally fell in love with back in the early aughts before he lost his mojo, baby. <laughs> hey, behave. Yeah, I, I really feel like Ridley Scott took a, took a nosedive in the last 10 years. But that's just yeah. my opinion. Um, I have seen this movie a dozen times and it never gets old. Hmm. Funny thing is that half the American soldiers are played by very British or Australian actors who did a great American accent. I didn't know that. So That's cool. Yeah. Um, number four, Gladiator. Yes. Second Ridley Scott film that uh, I was in love with back then. Um, the, the great film and score. Uh, this is, it was a Zimmer, Zimmer. Hans Zimmer was oh, this yeah. one, right? Oh yeah. This is the movie that first got me interested in studying ancient Rome. Hmm. Um, I was in London when this came out in the summer of 2000 and I was on a date with this beautiful Aussie girl. Hmm. Uh, her name was a uh, Chloe. I think it was, it was Cl- no Clara. Her name was Clara. And <laughs> we were on a date. We were just on a day date. Yeah. Um, and the theater was huge. It was packed with people and it was awkward to leave one seat to use the restroom. So I was holding my pee the entire movie. <laughs> like, like, like probably before the mean. halfway point, I was like, I got to go. But it isn't like I three hours wanna, or something. Yeah. It's long and yeah. I didn't want to get up. So by the end of the film, I had to go so bad. I never had to go to bathroom. I, maybe I don't think I've ever had to go worse than that in my life. I had to go so bad. I ran out of the theater as soon as the credits rolled and almost lost my date <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> I couldn't find her. So she was understanding. I just wish I hadn't had to go back to the oh. States the very next day. So, oh, well, yeah, it happens. I guess it's a good thing. Cause now I have my wife. So exactly. Um, there you go. Yeah. Good philosophy. <laughs> totally. Uh, number three, Iron Man. Uh, this film really kicked off the years long adventure that were the MCU series, uh, mm. the following decade. Yeah. And, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was the consummate Tony Stark. They totally. could not have cast that character better than him. No, I agree. And, yeah. And John Favreau really showed his directing chops. I, I had no idea he could direct like that. So just a really cool, exciting movie all around. Yeah. Side note, um, if they ever tried to recast Tony Stark and reboot it, that would be a bad choice. Yeah. Everyone in our generation is just going to go. Ugh. I think anybody period is going to say that he was perfect for that. Don't bother. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a maybe hundred years from now, try it. Um, number two, The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. As a sequel to Batman Begins, this is inarguably the best Batman movie ever conceived. That's my opinion. I'm saying it's inarguable, but most people agree with me on this one. Made all the more sensational in the wake of Heath Ledger's untimely death. Yeah. Uh, everything about this film is exceptional. Um, and I've seen it many times. And number one, and I'm going to lump these together, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes. Hands down, my favorite movies of this decade. Yeah. Period. If I told you how many times I watched these movies and they're making of and they're making of appendices, mm-hmm. you simply wouldn't believe me, or you would think I was insane. <laughs> I, you, if I told you, if I figured it out and said I watched these movies this many times, you would not believe me, uh, <laughs> because it's just too many times. No other films have taken as much of my attention, and Peter Jackson and his entire production team totally outdid themselves. Yeah. 
Um, I remember while I was traveling Europe in 2000, reading about the film's development in internet cafes mm. and how nervous I was about them because the only other movie that Jackson had done that I knew about was The Frighteners, mm. which I thought had been meh. You know, I, I didn't really like it that much. So I'll never forget the first time I saw Fellowship in the theater with my family. When I heard Enya start singing at the Council of Elrond, I almost cried. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's my top nine. Nice. Uh, I, I lumped those three movies into one because essentially they're oh, one yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, now, honorable mention list, uh, just to go through them really fast. Almost Famous, Castaway, AI and Artificial Intelligence, A Beautiful Mind, Donnie Darko, the Harry Potter films, The Born Identity, the first one, mm-hmm. uh, Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, Team America World Police. Who can forget Team America World Police, dude? Come on. Uh, Alexander, Serenity, Walk the Line, V for Vendetta, 300. That was awesome. Watchmen was awesome. District 9. And, of course, Avatar. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Cool, man. Thank you for sharing those, dude. Oh, thank you. So, I... By the way, got a little bit of feedback, which I appreciated, by the way. And uh, some of the feedback was, hey, you guys didn't share very many stories last week and, you know, maybe not even recently. And I said, yeah, I know we really didn't because I didn't really have a whole lot of stories for, you know, the last decade. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try to do that this week. And so the movies that I'm putting in my top are not necessarily my favorite movies. Some of them are, but they may not be. I don't know. But I have stories with them. So I thought I'm just going to share those that are in my top because of the stories, even though, you know, I whatever. But there, here's the thing, too. I had so many more movies again that I could list off because I just love watching over and over and over. But yeah. I decided that, you know, I'm going to pare it down a little bit just to kind of get through this a little bit faster. So I left stuff out. In fact, you mentioned some movies in, you know, your your honorable mentions list that I had in mine. Mm-hmm. And I just thought I have to take it out because there's just not enough time for everything. Right, so right. There's a lot more movies that I loved than what I'm going to actually say. And these, by the way, are not necessarily in any particular order. Once again, of enjoyment, I just listed them out as I thought of them. So my number one is not Star Wars episode two. I'm just throwing that one out right now. (laughs) But I actually lumped these two together as Star Wars episodes two and three because I loved the prequels. I love Star Wars, period. And I had the privilege of seeing all of the prequels in the theaters, which was I thought pretty cool, actually. Me too. And again, I know a lot of people thought episode two was cheesy and it is, you know, whatever, but I loved it. And it was the first time that I think we really got to see a variety of planets and kind of the mystique of the old Republic. I know in the first movie you kind of did, but the second movie really kind of enhanced on that, which I loved. Yeah. And what was cool was after watching episode two, to me, Star Wars kind of became alive. It felt alive. Like I would imagine being a Jedi and it felt like this is kind of cool, you know, and we'd have these conversations and a really cool conversations about would it be possible to have an essence of the force in, in real life, you know, because we, we haven't used all of our brains or could we make a real life lightsaber? I mean, just so many fun things we did back then, but then here's the funny part. We went to go see episode three and it was it either. I can't remember if it came out on my birthday or right around my birthday, but it was in May. We got there and we're like, we better get there early because you know, 2005 was this was the days before you could, you know, reserve a seat or or even reserve a ticket. You know, you couldn't do that back then. You had to go like you had to go stand in line and try to get a ticket that day and then stand in line to get your seat and how early you got there (laughs) determined where you would sit. (laughs) And you had to get there walking uphill both ways in the snow. (laughs) No, but I mean, 
If you got there an hour before the movie, you were sitting in the front row, Jack in your neck. It just, it's the way it was. So we got there four hours before the showing. We'd taken the whole day off and we're like, we're just going to make it an event out of it. We're going to, you know, go eat fun food. We're going to get Starbucks frappuccinos. You know, we just, we had a lot of fun. We went to Walmart and got $9 plastic lightsabers (laughs) so that we could duel in line, you know, while waiting. So, I mean, it, it was fun. By the way, this is really cool. There was the first time that I had really truly seen true cosplayers. There is a group across the U.S. called the 501st, and it's a group of fans, Star Wars fans, that they they have to, by the way, they have to create perfect replica outfits for whoever they're cosplaying. You cannot buy a pre-done one. That's actually one of the rules. They give you kind of like blueprints or whatever, and you have to go and make, so like a Stormtrooper outfit, Darth Vader, Boba Fett, all that. Uh, by the way, all of those guys showed up to that theater and came outside and we got to take pictures with them. It was so cool. But yeah, you you had to make it from scratch, which is really cool. Uh, now, I know these guys since I've actually met a couple of the guys are really cool. But in line. So first of all, that happened. And then while we're in line, we're just kind of chilling. We're hanging out. And this dude was dressed up as Emperor Palpatine. He had the red plastic saber and everything. And he, he even like did the makeup on his face to make him look like he had those, uh, you know, those lines that Palpatine has. Yeah, the, the yeah. things under his eyes. And, and he got up. He has a little camp chair. We all little camp chairs. He got up and he starts sauntering up to me really slowly. And then he whips out his lightsaber. and He makes all of the sound effects with his mouth. You know, he's like, and then he does Palpatine's voice. And he's like, fight me. <laughs> He's trying to challenge me to a door. Like, and this is not a kid, by the way, this was definitely an adult. So I'm thinking like, this is hilarious. And I'm like, okay, well maybe I should fight this guy, but I'm not sure if he's creepy or he's just like a super fan. I'm really not sure. And then like this eight or nine or 10 year old kid comes running up and goes, I'll fight you. <laughs> he whips out his blue plastic lightsaber and beat the crap out of this guy. I mean, literally like the guy was on the ground and the kids just like what just going to town on this guy. And I'm and finally like his dad came and said, okay, stop, stop, stop. You know, don't, don't actually hurt the guy. It was wow. so funny, dude. So anyway, great, great time. Lots of incredible memories. And uh, it was also the time where we were doing a lot of star Wars games too. That's when battle, the original battlefront two came out. We had a lot of fun with that, but a lot of memories around episode three. And it's definitely my favorite of the C of the prequels. So yeah, there you dude. go. Um, Harry Potter, dude. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Harry Potter as well. The Harry Potter series to me. What's funny is I was a latecomer. I never actually even wanted to read the books or even see the movies originally. And then someone is like, you know, it's really good. You should check them out. Okay, fine. I watched them after they'd come out on video. What a magical world, you know? And mm-hmm. then I watched the rest of them, got to see some of them in the theater, which I thought was really cool. And to me, you know, it was neat to see that progression of the characters in the story. And as a result, Harry Potter watching the movies has become a fall tradition for me to watch in October every year. Right. So that's that's actually happening now. And uh, what's cool, though, is that, you know, we're near CSU. And to me, you know, having gone there and everything like that, Hogwarts, part of Hogwarts actually kind of reminds me of parts of CSU, you know, the really old buildings and architecture. And so I'll be kind of walking around and I'm like, that's kind of cool. It reminds me of Hogwarts. You know, that's neat. <laughs> Um, but I really love the world and atmosphere that was created, you know, with the books and in the movies and stuff like that. It's just, it's really, really neat. Yeah. Plus the whole idea of the, you know, bigger on the inside, you know, TARDIS kind of thing that, that Harry Potter did with the whole small tent and it's a massive tent on the inside or Newt's commander's suitcase. It was just so cool to me. Number three taken. Now, first of all, I'm a huge Liam Neeson action fan. 
And of course this, this movie did not disappoint on that. You know, it was also the first time I saw Katie Cassidy who played, who later actually played Laurel Lance and arrow because this was okay. 2008. And I talked about this before in the episode about, um, the extended hands of hope. It's actually, that was last year and everything. This was the most powerful thing that I experienced from this movie is that it brought to me an awareness of the real horrors of sex trafficking. I had no idea that that stuff went on at all. Right. Yeah. Never was educated on it. I know the movie doesn't really portray it correctly or entirely, but it did at least open my eyes to what goes beyond basically what goes on beyond our knowledge, you know? Sure. Um, and it was, I, I would say the movie was one of the huge catalysts to being not only aware of that, but to help fighting against that. And so it's a movie I love watching, you know, not only because the action pumps me up and everything, but it's just that awareness that goes on around us with these women and girls. And, you know, I, I always like to say that, let's just say that if I saw somebody doing something like that, you know, to a woman or a girl in front of me, God helped that poor soul. <laughs> That's all I got to help them. Oh man. Coach Carter is my next one. Coach Carter. I don't even know what that movie. I've never heard of that movie. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't a very popular one. It is Samuel Jackson. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Now, I have a passion for this movie. It's based on a true story about Ken Carter, who coached a flailing basketball team in Richmond, California. It was in, I think okay. it was based on 99, 1999. And his whole motivation, of course, was you got to win on the court. We got to win games, but we're going to win off the court. And he actually was famous for holding. He locked his players out of the gym because they weren't reaching the grades that he wanted them to reach. They had fallen below that GPA that he required. And so they didn't have practice. They forfeited games. And I mean, people were pissed and he's like, most of you will never have a chance to go on professionally. So what happens if you don't, what are you going to do? You're going to go back to the gangs. You're going to go live on the street. Are you going to be dead? You're going to be in jail. You know what? Because you know, this is, this is kind of a rough part of California. So his whole thing was, I want you to win in life. No matter what, if you are, if you have a future in basketball, great. But if you don't, you're going to win in life. You're going to get an education. You're going to go to college and you're going to go somewhere, you know? So it was amazing. He actually did fight to get some of these guys off the street and out of gangs. Incredible story. You know, the true story, but also the movie. Um, And one of the things that I really admired is that he gave respect to each person. Regardless, he would call every single person, sir or ma'am, regardless of whether they deserved it or not. And you know how like it's kind of in culture that, you know, some of the guys are going to call each other the N word because they think it's funny or whatever. Well, it's a cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah. He would challenge and saying that is disrespectful. That is not okay. You need to stop doing that. Respect each other more. And I was like, nice, you know, nice. so yeah. he challenged these guys to be better and also to believe in their believe in themselves too. So it's a powerful story. Totally recommended if you it's about basketball, but it's awesome. Sounds good. Serenity. I actually saw this before I even knew about Firefly. <laughs> oh, really? I'd never really? heard of Firefly before. And I was like, this movie looks cool. Let's go see that. We went with a huge group of people, went to the theater. <laughs> I just remember because in the theater, uh, one of our friends that went, her name was Ellie. She was just hilarious about making peanut gallery comments throughout movies and not in a way that distracted you. It was more of a, oh my gosh, this is like mystery science theater 3000 kind of thing. And so, you know, the actor that played Mr. Universe was the same actor that played Bernard, Bernard the elf in the Santa Claus. <laughs> and so, okay. you know, first of all, he's like, this is my love bot. She was like, oh, his love bot and the whole oh theater's like what the heck <laughs> and so then when they killed mr universe she shouted out oh my god they killed bernard the elf 
but like everybody started laughing because it was so funny. Anyway, it was just a really, really funny movie, but um, good times, good memories of that. And then, of course, I loved the movie so much that I was like, what is this about? Then I learned about Firefly. Went immediately, got the Firefly series and watched every one of them completely hooked. And I mean, of course, I've fallen in love with that whole story and that sci-fi phenomenon ever since. I've seen Firefly and Serenity probably as much as you've seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I don't know, dude. But okay, okay, maybe not. <laughs> All right. I'm going to I'm going to speed through the rest of these, dude. Napoleon Dynamite. I had to mention this one because the first time I thought I saw this movie, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous and stupid. I was like, what the heck is this is so dumb. Oh, out out of this world. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, we watched it a second time. I don't know why. And then I started laughing and it's kind of like, okay, I must have missed the whole like I think I was trying to take it too seriously the first time and then I really laughed. Then a third time I was laughing even more and I started to feel my brain starting to sync with the movie. And also even Napoleon's brain a little bit. Then I Uh-oh. watched it a fourth time and I started talking like Napoleon and acting oh, like you, him. Then a fifth man. time and I started to dress like him and playing tetherball and learning nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills, computer hacking skills, catching delicious bass. And then the more times than I can count, I've become Napoleon dynamite. And I love this movie because it's a historical account of my life. Which is an happened? idiot. What just happened, dude? <laughs> Okay, uh, school Idiot. school of rock. Idiot. Um, dude, I had to list off school of rock. I'm a musician. I've been in rock bands. I appreciate this movie so much. I mean, this this is this is like I've lived some of this. It's so true. It's a great movie to quote. We still do it. The one liners are amazing. The music is awesome. The acting is incredible. It, I don't have much of a story to share except that it is a staple of mine. So booyah. And then the final one I'm going to mention here is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Just like you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, this is probably, yeah, probably in the, in the top for sure for me. What a masterpiece. And the interesting thing I'm going to share is that the first time I saw fellowship, I, I didn't really enjoy it that much. And I don't know why really? I was kind of like, Oh, I don't know. This is weird. Like, and, and then people, I'm like, let me give it a different. Well, but then I was like, let me give it a second chance. And then I was like, Oh, okay. I love this. I appreciate it. Then I saw it multiple times. And then of course the trilogy, Oh my gosh, magical Tolkien, genius dude not only to create this but to create the elvish language complete elvish language i mean what a crazy guy he's awesome and i remember reading that c.s lewis they were friends and colleagues it was c.s lewis who kind of gave tolkien that final push to get that courage to finish lord of the rings and publish it it was very interesting and i know uh at one point i think tolkien tolkien had said something along the lines of that c.s lewis kind of inspired me and that's why we have lord of the rings today it's pretty cool but, you know, of course, C.S. Lewis did Chronicles of Narnia, which should have been in my list because those movies were awesome, but they never finished them. And I'm so upset by that. Yeah, that is kind of I, I, I hadn't thought of that. That's disappointing. They didn't they, they what they stopped after Don Treader and that's it. Right. Yeah, they ran out of money and whatever. Uh, it's too bad. They, they did a the actors are long job. gone now. So, oh, yeah, it was so good. Older, I mean, the top three it was great. So one of my favorite parts is when the Balrog shows up in the minds of Moria and you know, you mentioned watching the kind of making of stuff. Oh gosh. I hours and hours. Yeah, I loved that stuff. And so I went and was watching that too, because that roar that he makes just fascinated me because I'm like, this isn't there's something about this that feels different. Like, you know, cause I, I love Foley effects and sound effects and all that. I just, I love that stuff. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, how did they do this? Because it's not a normal way of doing roars and stuff. Right. When I finally realized it, you know, well, because he was made of earth and fire, the Balrog, they wanted to make his rock sound or his his roar sound like rock and fire. So they took cinder blocks and they dragged them across a wooden floor and then enhanced it, of course. 
but it gets that kind of sound rather than like, yeah. a you know, oh my gosh, that right there fascinated it still does. But that fascinated me so much that my love for sound effects and editing increased massively at that time. And I started doing all kinds of stuff with that. It was so cool. So anyway, beautiful stuff. All right. Honorable nice. mentions, dude. Again, these were cut down massively. I'm just going to list these off. I love these movies. The new uh, Star Trek movie with the JJ one, but Star Trek Nemesis two came out. Hancock, Iron Man. Yes, I loved your story about Iron Man. Stardust, awesome movie. The original Transformers, uh, Batman Begins, Chronicle. Well, I already mentioned. I did mention Chronicles and Narnia. Never mind. Uh, the Island, Red Eye. Oh my gosh, Red Eye. <laughs> Hello. He has a pen sticking out of his throat. Chronicles of Riddick, absolutely. <laughs> National Treasure, The Terminal. Terminal was awesome. Elf, The Italian Job. Yes, one of my favorites. Matrix 2 and 3, which I know was nowhere near as good as the first one, but I still enjoyed them. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Born Identity, just like you. Count of Monte Cristo was fantastic. Mr. Deeds. That was good. Mr. Deeds is just awesome. Santa Claus 2, I loved. The Transporter, very mm, underrated yeah. and awesome. Extreme Days, nobody knows about that one, but it was awesome. Nope. The Fast and the Furious, the original. Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah. Castaway. Meet the parents. Remember the Titans. X-Men. The Nativity Story. All that, man. So many, so many more, but such a good decade of movies. It was. Yeah. That was fun to go through those movies and, and remember. Oh, yeah. I remember what I was doing when I saw that. And- yeah. Which actually got me thinking. Watching Free Guy was so much fun, but I watched it by myself in front of my computer. And with the yes. whole COVID effect, that's how we've been watching a lot of movies over the last year. Which right. is cool on one hand, but I'm not getting those experiences and those stories anymore. You know, I shared all those stories because they were all theater based stories. Yeah. Well, well, not all of them. Most of them were. Yeah, I mean, someone. I remember those. They were events for me. And that's why I loved going to the theaters with a group of people and stuff. And now that we're not doing that, it's kind of like, hey, the movie's cool, but I have nothing life. There's no life impact, really, except I was entertained and that's it. Well, all we can do is hope that it comes back. I hope it does. I really do. But thank you. It was this has been a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We had a lot of good times and, and uh, it was it was happy, fun, crazy, entertaining, nerding out, but also hope that challenge was OK. I hope you don't cancel culture us because we believe a certain thing. I don't think you will, but I hope it actually does make a difference and we can move forward in the right way. So much more fun coming. We're going to do the 90s next week for the movie journey. Oh, that's going to be fun, dude. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. When someone says you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, assess whether you would have liked to wake up with them in bed. That usually distracts you from your bad mood one way or another. You know what the music means. Um, No, I don't think we've ever defined that. I think that's one of those life mysteries that will never be defined. It will just be fun, but that's how it should be. Yeah. Realbryanshow.com slash 298. If you want to get all the show notes, and uh, you know all that good stuff but hey have a glorious week be the superhero thank you for joining us the real brian show is signing off the real brian show is a production of 514 media at 514mediaempire.com